welcome to episode 34 of Lil Muck, an affiliate of the Odd Pods Media Network. This is a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Today we are interviewing Robin Bartleman, Florida House Rep from District 104. Hillary, tell us about today's guest. Happily, Representative Robin Bartleman serves as a member of the Florida House of Representatives from District 104. Prior to earning the House seat, Robin served on the Broward County School Board for 16 years. She has both a bachelor's and master's degree in special education and has a special education as a special education teacher and assistant principal in Liberty City. Welcome, Representative Bartleman. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I love you, ladies. I'm so Aww. excited to be here. We this are very, very exciting. We oh, are so excited beyond, to have you. Beyond, beyond excited. Yes. And we wanted to grab you before you go back to Tallahassee, which is happening in the next yes. week or so, that to fight right. the so good, continue to fight the good fight for us. It's going to be a rough session. Oh, my was. God. And last, last session, your first in the house was pretty rough. Yeah. Right, they actually, you know, achieved all their goals, mm. which is kind of crazy, except now they're going to have the heartbeat bill, and so that's oh. a new goal, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I know the Democrats got to fight it till the end. Yes. I mean, we're ready. We are so ready. Uh, it's just very scary. It is yeah. scary. So before we get into that, because that's uh, one of the main reasons we wanted to have you here is because you were so vocal on behalf of women's rights and reproductive rights in the last session. Um, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your background, too. So why did you run for this House seat? You were a successful school board member. What what moved you to run for a higher office? I love being on a school board. And truth be told, I do miss it. Uh, I still have people call me with kid issues and bus issues. And <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And I felt like I was really able to make a difference. But I started... Um, really getting involved in uh, different parts of the community. I was on the Climate Change Task Force, Mm. uh, the Department of Juvenile Justice Circuit 17 Advisory Board, where we were dealing with the BJJ issues. Um, My BSHAC committee with the health department dealing with uh, kid health care issues. And so I just, as I started branching out more and more and seeing there was so much more to be done, and the school board was just one silo because public education is truly my passion. Mm-hmm. I always say I wouldn't be here without a public school education. First one of my family go to college, paid for by a retired uh, group of Dade County teachers. They gave me a four-year renewable scholarship. Wow. So I, um, I, I can't say enough about public education. I knew there was more to do, and it just the timing was was great. Uh, Rick Stark was term limited. My term was up on the school board. And I was like, I'm ready to take the leap. I am definitely ready to take the leap. And, and I'm glad I did because I've been able to get things done. And uh, I have a lot more to do. Yeah. It, it's different because on the school board, you, you, you're a policymaker, but your policies, you can see them directly impact the day-to-day operations of the school. And it's much more difficult on a statewide level. Mm. And uh, it's much more difficult being in the minority as well. Because it's very difficult to get things done. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and we're so happy that you decided to take the leap yes. as well. Yes. Because you've been incredible. And I wanted to ask, uh, as a fellow educator, uh, you spent your career supporting teachers, students, you know, first in education, uh, as you said, and later as 
the member of the school board, what do you see as the biggest issue facing our Florida public schools today? Definitely vouchers. And I just want to mention that my daughter is a second grade teacher. Oh! So there's another teacher in the family. Yay! <laughs> I love this. So, so Emma is a teacher. She didn't plan to become a teacher. She is a teacher, and she is loving every last minute of it. She's a natural-born teacher. You can see it. And mm. she's the happiest I've ever seen her. But oh. what I find the biggest challenge for us in the state of Florida is going to be is the expansion of vouchers. And so I had my first real serious debate with Chair Randy Fine on the floor this session mm. um, over the voucher expansion. And um, I, I fought really hard. I am the Florida School Board Association uh, Legislator of the Year, so that was really exciting. Yeah. Um, I wasn't successful in killing the bill, of course. But what's scary about the bill and what is so different about vouchers, and just for your listeners, you have charter schools, which are public schools that can be run by a for-profit company, can be run by a non-profit company, can be run by a municipality like Pembroke Pines Charter Schools. But charter schools, they're public schools. And like the public schools, we have to take the FSA. Right. We all have to meet the same curriculum mandates. We all have to have degree teachers. There's You're playing by the same rules, and there's a level of accountability. What happens with vouchers, it's basically just a coupon for you to go wherever you want, wherever you want, with no check and balance system. Mm -hmm. So you can go to a school with, you know, our tax dollars to a school that doesn't have teachers with college degrees, mm -hmm. maybe just high school diplomas. You can go to a school where there are no curriculum mandates, and they're not required to take the test not all of the Tallahassee loves to micromanage public schools, mm -hmm. loves to micromanage us mm -hmm. down to every last detail. But they have no problem giving away the public dollars to who knows right. who. And guess what? We don't care what you do with them because it's a parent's choice, and parents are going to make the best choice. I was able to uh, get some data on some of the voucher schools in one of the programs, and this is what crazy about this data. So they get to choose whatever test they want to give, like to collect their data. It could be an iReady test. Oh, my God. It could God. be whatever. Wow. That's how they, yeah, right? So not only are they collecting their own data, but like two-thirds of them had negative learning gains. Oh. But nobody is concerned about that. Like, And what was really great about this as well is that this year we had a huge bill uh, that Aaron Grawl and Vance Lupus worked on um, to change the VPK program. So the VPK, similar to a voucher program, is your, you get your coupon and you get to go to whatever preschool you want for free for those three hours a day. Right. And, you know, we knew this when they started VPK, but they had just figured out that, wait a minute, there is no accountability here. We have schools that kids are coming and there's, they don't have the basic skills they need to start kindergarten. Wow. And so for the first time, they've created an accountability system in the VPK, and they are going to have on their websites, they're going to post what schools are, how they're doing. And so it's, it's, it's hilarious because in the same year, they realized, oh, man, we may have messed up and they're throwing tax dollars away. <laughs> they have the greatest voucher expansion they've ever had. 
Oh and my the gosh. scariest part of that voucher expansion is that now vouchers are coming out of, not all of them, but they're coming out of the Florida Education Finance Program. So we have like one account with money that goes to every charter and um, public school. I'm going to call them all charters and, and public schools, really traditional public schools. We really need to unite on this one. So we have one pot of money that goes to us through our FTE. Now that FTV, FTE is going to be further divided because you can now take your FTE and go to a voucher school. But again, wow. no accountability. We have no idea what curriculum they're using. And this is what's scary. The, the chamber, the Florida chamber supported the VPK change, but they also support vouchers. But in the end, the chambers want an educated workforce. If we went straight to vouchers, without any accountability the way they want it and, and everything going on, who knows what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean. Right? Like, why micromanage the hell out of public schools and then just give money away? And you have, like, scholarship accounts. Like, this is really upset the hell out of me. Sorry. I'm, I get so passionate. No, well, like, it's a big issue yeah. for you. So Education, it, yeah. So, so now, like, you, you, they raise the income level. So you right. can be wealthier, which means you could probably afford to send your kids to private schools anyway. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting a coupon. And you get like it's like a fund. So like you could use a portion of our tax dollars to pay for your uh, for your kids Florida prepaid. Wow. You can you can use a portion of it <laughs> to buy a computer, but nobody's gonna ask. Nobody's going to ask, like, where's the computer? Who's using it? Right. I oh mean, my think gosh. about that. If you're a teacher, every computer, everything in your classroom has a barcode on it. Everything has a barcode. Because, because it's, it's the taxpayer's dollars. So they get to use these dollars for, and, and as an ESU teacher, we know how expensive assistive technology devices are, adaptable furniture and chairs. So when you have a little adaptable chair for a child that's in a, in a wheelchair, that's barcoded. And when that kid grows out of that chair, we we put them in a larger chair and we give that smaller chair to the next kid coming in because you don't want to throw those tax dollars away. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have one child in your house and you every year you buy a chair for you know three four thousand dollars, those chairs are going to be we're going to see them at a goodwill store. Right. I don't know bulk pickup. Like it's just tax dollars out the window. Mm, wow. So it's so frustrating and. It creates a huge level, uh, huge, it's just, I guess the best way I can explain to people who don't understand how it works and what this really means is, so if Hillary is wealthy and she has her kids and I am not and I am a single mother and, and now we go to a straight voucher system and each of our vouchers is worth $7,000, Hillary can still choose to send her kid to Pinecrest. She'll have $7,000 off for $20,000 tuition, mm. which will help her. But there's $20,000 a year per child at that school. So you're going to have degree teachers, right. better curriculum, better you know, computers. You're going to have all of that. If I'm left with just my little, measly $7,000 voucher. Yeah, you can't. I mean, guess where I'm going. Even most <laughs> most parochial schools, you can't even get for $7,000. Mm. You know? It is just, it's very, very frustrating. And I think that one of the greatest responsibilities we have is to create educated citizens. Yeah. And you you can't have this. You just can't. And then I've asked, I said, well, what if the parent chooses a really terrible school and the kids aren't learning? 
well, if that was the parent's choice, then it's fine. Well, then yeah. we go through the trouble of testing the heck out of our kids in public schools, mandating, you know, every last little piece of their day. I love watching my daughter lesson plan, and she's like, I have no idea how I'm going to fit all this in. You know, so, I mean, it's just, it's frustrating. So I'm sorry we're on that long tangent, but yeah. I know it's really important to people. And it's going to really hurt Floridians in the long run. Oh, yeah, in 10, 20 years. Yeah. A high-quality public school system. And we, we're giving choices. School districts are giving choices. We have charter schools. We have the public schools. You know, it's just a – can you imagine a waste of taxpayer dollars going to some school at somebody's house with somebody with a high school diploma? Right. There is no check and balance at all. So very frustrating. So I'm sorry. I'll let you. I apologize. No, 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 no. It's important. It's important. Yeah, no, it's important. No, it's a passion if that you have that that you know a lot of parents don't even understand the ins and outs of no. it. So it's, it's good to have someone in Tallahassee yes. who is paying attention to this and and fighting for everybody right. because and you're right. It is a waste of tax. You would think that fiscally conservative individuals would want to have some sort of accountability right. on those tax dollars, well, but, they but just I don't know. The pu- they just want to squash the public school system yeah. altogether right, and just right. make this, you know, free market and yeah. have everything, you know, be privatized. Mm-hmm. And then they've got our pri- uh, the Bright Futures, right. which the Florida Lotto, you know, that was the whole thing on why everyone voted for the Florida Lotto so that we could have Bright Futures and we can have education right. paid for, and then that got funneled away, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the one thing that we do need to watch for is that right future change was ridiculous. And so what they were going to do is make, you can only use a bright future scholarship for certain majors, but no 17, 18 year old knows what they're going to major in when they get to college. Right. It was, and, but I do have to applaud the parents out there because across the state, parents came together and that portion of the bill died. So that was really good. Good. Thank so, God. So let's talk about um, your first year in session as a freshman rep like you went up there I, I gotta tell you we talk about the women who were elected oh last year God. and went up to the Florida house I mean you've got of course Robin Bartleman and uh, Christine Hunchofsky and Marie Woodson and just amazing women that went up there to and fight fought, fought, I mean fought. so incredible yes so that's, um, that's, that's yes yes oh. they're amazing so Talk to us about what that session was like. It was harrowing to see it from the outside. I can't even, we had um, uh, Representative Bobby DeBose on, and he went through all of it with us. But, yeah. like, I can't imagine <laughs> so being, I'll just like. i do a couple things. Yes, I'll, let's hear I it. I repeat a lot. Yeah, so let's hear it. I'm sure he touched on House Bill 1. Yes, yes. Which now, which is great because they've, they've, the court ruled against the bill. Yes. So that's an update maybe since we last talked to him. And that was my first time, I think, yeah, that, that was one of my first times speaking on the floor. And I felt very strongly that this is, we need to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I learned a lot about the committee process. I learned that a lot of things we agree on. And because uh, most a lot of the bills that are like just normal bills, like uh, we had some local bills that you know changed the watering district and the daily district, and um, some uh, zoning bills and veterans bills and Alzheimer's bills and a veteran suicide line uh, designated. There were, there were good bills, 
And so a lot of things we could work together on. Like I had a I had a flood bill mm-hmm. um, that uh, required it's called inland and coastal flooding, and it required uh, the Office of Demographic Research to actually uh, study and create long range plans to deal with the, the flooding that's happening huge in my district. I think it's just during king tides, like on the east uh, on the east side of the county. The west side of the county, if you were here during Tropical Storm Etta, everybody, water up to our doors, people wow. can get out of their homes. It, it's a huge issue. Yeah. And I was really excited because I, I made an appointment with a speaker, and he met with me, and he, he said, um, he said, you know, I really like your bill. We're going to make that part of our flood package. And I was like, oh. Nice. Okay, what does that mean? Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. So that, what that means, means is that the bill gets taken away. From, it's not my bill to run. It's a package bill. And uh, it didn't matter to me, really, because I was like, wait a minute, this is huge. This impacts Florida. First, yeah. it's acknowledging their sea level rise. Second, this will impact, you know, my children's children if we do this right. And so I was really excited. And he, you know, and I said, well, what do I tell my constituents? And he said, he was, he was like, oh, well, I'm going to tweet out your contributions for this. And, you know, the press, it, was, it was very, I was happy. And then I, it passed. And I was like, really, that's my first bill that passed. That's incredible. I was like, so excited. Amazing. Um, and then I had um, Serena's Law. And I worked with Jenna Persons Mollica on it. She's from Naples. And it was a bipartisan bill. And Lauren Brooke was in the Senate. And uh, it changed the law. Serena was uh, sexually. Um, assaulted at a young age by someone she knew and years later she told her parents and she didn't want to criminally prosecute a lot of rape victims and sexual assault victims do not Mm -hmm. and um but she did get a permanent injunction against this individual which is huge and lo and behold years later she's working with children oh my gosh and she written some sort of capacity and she finds this out and she realizes that when you look up the injunction paperwork in the clerical courts, because it's civil and not legal, uh, not like criminal, because you, you wouldn't find him in a criminal background check uh. because he didn't have criminal charges against him, right? Mm. And that happens frequently, apparently. Um, so now it's now those records are open, and the child's name isn't there, but the perfect, the predator's name. Oh, there. I know, that's that. Those are really good law. That was yes. like a loophole that nobody, like, I, if I didn't hear Serena's story, and what was also really special was um, Serena, I, I, I ran another bill with Lori Berman for confidentiality for sexual assault victims. And I, and I you know, that when you speak, I spoke to a lot of survivors and victims, and there's a difference, and there's a transition to when the victim becomes a survivor. Mm. And so the, the most special thing about it was over the course of the bill, Serena became a survivor. Oh, like my when gosh. We passed it on the floor. She didn't even want us to introduce her. Sometimes people are in the gallery. And, uh-huh. No, she didn't want that. And she became a survivor. And oh, it, Robin. And she, it's amazing what she did. So there, was, there were a lot of good things in there, Noah just a lot of terrible things like the voucher bill uh we fought really hard and we're going to get into this but we had the disability abortion bill mm-hmm. where i for the first time publicly i shared a very personal story and mm-hmm. um and so there were the budget thank goodness it was a good budget year for for us uh, everybody had us scared to death 
when we got there, and then it turned out the budget year was better. Um, the transgender sports bill. Mm. Oh my God! It's just because when I say that we we agree on a lot, we we agree on things, but we then there's these I call them the red meat issues, you know, mm. where it's like. We don't have an issue with what, what is there is no issue, right? right. Whether or, whether or not forget that you have an d- opinion possibly and maybe you know homophobic or whatever you are, mm-hmm. um, but there is no issue here. So why are we addressing it? We're right. addressing it because it riles everybody up, right? And it gets every. I mean, it's just um, it, it, it was just it was it was really hard to sit through the House Bill 1, the transgender sports mm-hmm. bill, the disability abortion bill. It's really hard to sit through, like, a lot of those debates. And, um, but I see how powerful it is mm. to, like, debate it and run the amendments because um, we ran an amendment in the House to take out elementary school children um, in the transgender sports bill. And, of course, it failed, but when they got mm-hmm. to the Senate, they took it out. Right. Okay. The the voting the it's still a crappy bill. It's the worst. It's a terrible bill. Don't think that made it better. It mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. But it uh, but it, by when people say like when I go up there, it's like why am I here? Because they're gonna abor- anything they want to pass, they can pass. Yeah. Because they uh. have the numbers in both chambers. Yeah. So oh, God. So so like when you have something like that, the voting rights bill. Um, and another, I got comfortable debating on that one as well on the floor, and I offered some amendments. And we, and you were, you were going to have to sign a declaration form when you dropped off ballots. And it was just, it's still a terrible, terrible bill that creates barriers and hurdles and mountains for people. But it, within the debate, and, and the, the, by the time the final version came, you know, we were able to eliminate some things, but not all of them. And so I, I did kind of, I appreciated that part of the process. And I don't think that always happens, but some of their stuff was so egregious. All of it's egregious, yeah. but mm-hmm. I, I appreciated what you could do through committees, through amendments, um, because we really came out in force uh, the Democratic Caucus. And so that was... It was, you could see, and and then not only that, fighting things, bringing up issues, and all of those things, you go to court on those issues, right? So, it, it, it was, you know, it was, it was rough, but I, I'm, I'm ready to go back. I am incredibly nervous about the heartbeat bill. Yeah, let's um, yeah, talk about, let's, yeah, let's you know, talk about we want to go there, but. Yeah, definitely. But like, like, right now, right now. If they wanted to, because they have these votes, mm-hmm. they could pass the Texas legislation exactly as it is right. in Florida. Right. And it scares me to death. It should scare all of us to death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and you, um, you know, talking about fighting for and being on the floor, you shared a very personal story uh, regarding this. Why was it important for you to share your story? That one was very important because it was, about allowing a woman to end uh, her pregnancy if the fetus had abnormalities or genetic issues or you, you need, if, and a lot of times 
you know, you, it's very difficult to make a decision as to whether or not you want to terminate a pregnancy. It's not, it's difficult for any person in any situation, but in cases like mine where you went through infertility to get pregnant and all you wanted was the baby, mm-hmm. it, it, it creates a very difficult situation. And the fact of the matter is, I was so appreciative to have that choice. Of course. And every yes. woman should have that choice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's her body. It impacts her. It impacts her family, her family life. And it's, it's, it's her decision. That's, that's it. It's a woman's decision if she wants to carry a pregnancy to term. It's nobody else's. She can talk to her doctor. If she's religious, she'll talk to her, you know, her God. I mean, it, the fact of the matter is it's such a deeply personal decision. And a politician has no business telling a woman what to do. And that's, that bill to me was especially egregious. Because they're saying, you, we know there's something genetically wrong. Mm. There's something, there, there are going to be issues. We have no idea what the quality of life will be, what this will do to your family. Um, you have to have this pregnancy. And by the way, uh, just so you know down the road, there are 21,000 people sitting on the Agency for Persons with Disabilities waiting list. And we're not going to do anything to help you Wow. but you're going to have to have this kid. So that, that the debate kind of went around, you're the party of life, but not the party of quality of life. Mm. <laughs> and you don't provide the services people need. But either way, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's your decision if you want to carry that pregnancy to term. It's nobody else's. Right. And I don't want that to get lost in this. You were on a news program, Local 10. Right on Sunday. Oh my God! With I the frustrating, <laughs> and they only let me talk twice. I know. I had so much to say. I know. I needed to go after Sabatini. I had to shut down Michael Putney. I'm like, yeah. this is it. Yeah. This is all you're giving me. And also, I'm the only woman you're interviewing, and you're giving me just this little bit of time to to talk, and it's my body. Yeah, yeah that's the thing too. It's shocking. What? <laughs> that's that's Sabatini. Uh, oh. You know, he's going to be introducing this bill, and he. Um, he was, they, they said to him, like, 60% of Floridians, they're not for this. They're not for yeah. this kind of bill. Who, like, you're saying this red meat, right? Like, it's to throw it to these these hounds, basically, at the door. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. And he said the, that the, the only thing he would change from the Texas bill is the rape and incest, because that's the, that's the only exception that they would make to this. I know, and that's me, and that's, that's, I feel so terrible for the women. And young girls, because there are 10-year-old girls, 11-year-old girls who mm-hmm. are sexually assaulted and raped and will be pregnant and will not have the option to terminate their pregnancy. So you will have a child carrying a child, a rape victim carrying the, a child, uh, and uh, carrying through a pregnancy, uh, and just being re-traumatized again and again and again. Right. It is. I, but okay, so 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 now that that's what I really wanted to comment on, which I didn't get to, because he gets on the air and says, "Okay, I'm having the heartbeat bill." Right. And he backtracked because, by the way, he voted to for the uh, to ban abortions based on disability, mm. and now all of a sudden that may be okay. And then, so let me just go through a couple of the main features of the bill that is left six weeks. You, only, uh, you can't have a pregnancy after six weeks. 
There are so many things wrong with that. As I told Sabatini, anyone with a uterus knows you don't even know you're pregnant. Right. right. You don't even realize you missed your period. You, um, most women have no idea. And in Texas, 85 to 90% of the abortions that do occur, occur after six weeks. Of so course. basically you've, you've eliminated all abortions. Right. So you have no Which is what he wants. Pregnant. That's what he wants yeah, to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to point out to him when he was like trying to, oh, well, what Representative Bartleman had was, you, you don't usually know at six weeks if you, you may not be able to de- detect that fetal abnormality. So basically you're, you're banning disability. Uh, you're, 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 you can't have an abortion if there's a disability as well because sometimes it doesn't show up at six weeks if right. you even know you're pregnant at six weeks. Jeez. So he kind of contradicted himself there. Yeah. Uh, the next thing, the, the Supreme Court has already ruled on this in Roe versus Wade. It's when the fetus is viable outside there a woman's go. body. That is the law in the United right. States of Viability. America. Is the fetus viable? And that's 24 to 26 weeks. And Florida is at 24 weeks. Mm. So to reduce it to six, we'll basically eliminate all abortions because no one knows they're pregnant. Um, And, oh, he didn't, you know what I thought was strange? He didn't even mention the vigilante portion of it. Of course not. Scares the hell out of all of us because could you imagine if we, um, if we enforced all our our laws by uh, vigilantes and, uh, you know, everyone's going to be watching everyone. I could see is, it. Is that like a piece a of his thing. bill to um, he include? Say, he didn't even comment. He said it's going to mirror the Texas legislation. Yeah. Okay, so there said. we go. The only thing he said would be different is that rape and incest. That's it. Yep. So the vigilante piece is, imagine if we enforced all of our laws like that. <laughs> it's a neighbor it. against neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's civil enforcement. It's going to cr- create discourse and divide. And honestly, all Americans should be scared of this component. Of course. Yes. Because, and I'm talking it's about spying, men spying well, on because, people. Right. And not only that, but if, if you get, if you're someone suing you saying you performed an abortion on Jane Doe on this date and the baby was over six weeks, the only way they're going to be able to prove that is if they're able to access those health records. Mm. So, what about HIPAA violations? Jeez. How is that going to work in a civil court? And then in Florida, we're unique because we actually have privacy in, in terms of medical records and in case law that abortions have been protected under our state constitution, the only state that has this, that we have a right to privacy. So how will these court cases even take place mm. without violating you know, people's privacy and opening that door? Maybe that's you the way to say. Yeah, but maybe is that could that be a loophole to stop this? I mean, that's could that I'm be? Thinking. I wonder. I mean, maybe we shouldn't be saying. Right. Maybe we shouldn't say this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> could this be a loophole? Yeah. How in a civil court? Yeah. Am I going to prove that that doctor gave an abortion right. without getting the medical records that she got the abortion? I, I actually thought of this when I was preparing for Sabatini, mm. and no one has really discussed that yet. Yeah. Like, it's a good point because because you couldn't even pull a nurse and have a nurse testify because then she's breaking HIPAA, right? Right. So or he. It is right. just insane. It is barbaric. It is. I just and and 
I just think they're so out of touch. Oh, and let yeah. me get into the heartbeat because they like to say heartbeat because it's you you think oh a heartbeat you think of a baby with a heart mm-hmm. and a real baby mm-hmm. and and no it it's it's there is no heart that beats right it's a four millimeter wide growth known as the fetal bowl right that is not a and so when they he he kept saying that because he believes that 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 it's a heartbeat no and he believes life oh i love how he he Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was telling me what i could do with my body oh yeah because he believes life starts at conception Uh, not everyone believes that right which was a great point that you made yes people came here because they wanted freedom of religion right Mm -hmm. i may not believe that's when life starts and because he believes that he's going to force me mm-hmm. into a pregnancy he's going to force me to deliver a baby mm-hmm. and then but it's okay because i can just put it up to for adoption because there's plenty of people who oh, want babies yeah yep not not even talking about like the trauma a woman goes through with a yep. pregnancy oh, what if it's and you know it was surprising to me as i was re- researching because a lot of women who have abortions actually have their children mm, yeah and they make the decision because it's the best decision for their family. Right. Right. And, and that's, we should be allowed to do that. Of course. We should, it, it was in that video. <laughs> I mean, I hate to encourage people to go watch it, but go watch it because you should see the smugness oh, on this he, guy's face. He's sipping his coffee uh, as he's talking oh, about women and, and their bodies. And it's so casual and callous and he doesn't oh, give oh, a shit. Guy, this he guy. doesn't care. About, he, doesn't uh, give, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, no. Oh, and, and by the way, you know, they, they want to kill healthy babies. Oh, no, come on. They're making a decision oh about my God. their body. And it's stigmatizing to women. He, like, we're, it, it's just, oh, and you know what's frustrated me? So when you do these interviews, I know this now, if anyone ever does an interview with Cheryl Penn, all you have is a black screen in front of you mm. that says WPLG. Oh. So I couldn't see. I couldn't see, like, him. Yeah. I couldn't see myself. I yeah. didn't even know when I was on camera. I, just, I, oh my God. I was, wow. like, trying. Well, I don't know if I made any crazy faces when you said crazy shit. <laughs> you no looked idea. annoyed. <laughs> I got to tell you, you did look annoyed. You're looking to the side like, excuse me? Like, it was, it was perfect because it was what my face uh, looked like. I was oh pissed. Oh, my God. I was just trying to continue. And, and then the other thing was, is give me some time to refute some of the mm. crazy stuff you Right. Said. Yeah. I mean, and... Look, we, Florida has made it very difficult for a woman to get a safe and legal abortion. You have to wait 24 weeks. Mm. My God. I mean, you have until 24 weeks right. to get the abortion, number one, which is fine. It's within the Roe versus Wade. Two, you have a forced ultrasound. Right. I mean, this so is ridiculous. So you forced to have an ultrasound. And number three, they give you a pamphlet that you have to read that is just shaming you, shaming you. And they have a wait time now that is in court, so it hasn't been implemented yet. But, I mean, they've done a good job creating barriers. Mm-hmm. And also young children have to have parental consent mm-hmm. or young oh. girls, which is really scary, especially if you're being raped by your father and that results right. in a pregnancy. Right, right. But they've – and this is – this is more than a barrier. This is just eliminating a woman's right to govern her own body. My God. And it, it makes me crazy. My last, and, uh, my last question for you is this. 
um, because this is a very important issue and I'm glad that we got to talk about it. But what I've noticed since this last session is that a lot of this bullshit that they forced because they can, right? right. They did these, they passed these bills because we can, that bullshit line. And then DeSantis, oh, they, they said that. Yeah, 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 it was awful. <laughs> it was so crazy. And DeSantis signs these bills and especially like HB1, like these are the things that he wanted. And then they get tossed out of, in court, right? Like, right. so all right. of this time in session, I kept thinking about how we were all focused on these awful bills and the arguments and the right. debates on the floor and like the passion and emotion and like exhaustion that happens going into these bills. And then a few months later, they're thrown out of court because right. they're unconstitutional. And the amount of time wasted, wasted. that could have been used to do something good to fix the unemployment right. system, fix the education system. But they don't care about like, that. They want a media bite. But like, how does that feel bite. as a, stout, a state representative to know, like, now you, you, you debated this thing and now it's thrown out? Like, which I think is I what's going to happen it's, with this, with well, an abortion bill. Feel, there's two feelings. One is, like, relief. Because okay, that's like, true. Because the court did yeah. it, right? Yes, yes. Because, uh, so you, you have that. But then you're like, yeah, we did waste a lot of time on this. And this, I think that this abortion bill is going to suck all the oxygen out of the room. Yeah. And we have, like, look, we have that flood package, the sea level rise package, with money behind it for the first time. Mm. That's an example of the parties working together and really coming up with solutions to meet the needs of Florida and Floridians. Mm. We didn't do that in all cases. Like, we, we didn't fix the unemployment the way we wanted to. We didn't, uh, there, there, the, we didn't get everything, but we spent a lot of time on things that shouldn't have even been, you know, on the floor, in my right. opinion. And to the fact that we did, and I'm very excited, like the debate that occurred over the disabilities abortion bill, that didn't pass in the Senate. Mm -hmm. So we were, so that got killed, but now there's this momentum and what's right. in, in this country for this religious right that, is like it, it's weird because there's a party of choice, like school choice, vaccine right. choice, right. math choice. <laughs> but if you're a woman, you don't have any choice about your body. It's and they just don't hypocrisy. see it, and they don't see it though. They I, don't see it because they all they picture is a is a chubby, fat, adorable baby, right? Like that's what they're they they don't understand the science behind. Just like they don't understand the science behind COVID, right? Like they don't understand the science behind what's happening in a woman's body. They just don't get it. And, and you're not going to be able, like I've learned, you can't change if they believe life is at conception. Th th believe that. Good for you. But I'm a different person. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to believe that. And you shouldn't be telling me what to do with my body. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's not your, you shouldn't govern. I mean, if you used to think about religion, you know, there are some religions where if you don't worship exactly how they think you should worship, you know, no, we're built on religious freedom in this country. Everyone gets to worship what God they want, go to what synagogue, church, temple, not even have a religion if they don't want to. Right. We're, we're a country built on that personal freedom, and and this is, they, they believe that because of their religion, but they're imposing their religion right. now on me. Not only that, they're imposing their religion on my life. They're imposing their, their religion on my body, mm -hmm. on my uterus. It, it, this has been decided. This has been decided by the Supreme Court about viability. 
and they, they like to throw out terms like heartbeat and all of those things because it tugs at your heartstrings. Mm. And someone who doesn't understand or doesn't see, I mean, when I, when, six weeks, when you talk to people about six weeks, I can't find a woman who even notices she, she didn't have her period. I, I know. Like, <laughs> it is, it's, it's, I, it's, it's mind boggling. But again, they have the votes to pass this. Yeah. <sighs> they have the votes. They could go, and, and I, and if, you know, he did the the rape and incest piece in um, Texas is just barbaric. I oh, just it's awful. cannot, I cannot imagine, cannot imagine not being able to access a safe and legal abortion after suffering that kind of trauma. Mm. And and the vigilante piece, it's gonna, it's gonna be a nightmare. I don't know how that even works. We have situations now where people like to like stage accidents so they can see you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so I know. People yeah, just pointing yeah. fingers at people. Oh my god! And this is Florida. We got Florida man. Oh He's my god! Forget it. Corner, forget like, it. I, mean, I don't want to joke they about it. Cash in. Gonna people are going to want to cash in. Of course. Give me a break. Oh I god. I know. And a woman. And there, there should be no shame with this. If a woman makes this decision for herself. There shouldn't be shame, and they like to shame the woman and blame it on the woman. Yes, and and now a woman is gonna have to hide, like hide it. They're gonna have to be. That's right. Gonna be in the, you know, it, it's just they want to make it shameful. They want to embarrass everybody. I mean, or make it. It's dangerous. Is what's gonna happen. It um, is. It is right. because if you are able to get it, then you can't even confide in your best friend. I don't you know. know. It's, this is a travesty. Look, we are, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm 49. I don't know how old you guys are. I know I just said We're close. Closely. We're close. close. Okay. <laughs> so we didn't grow up like the generation before us with women mm-hmm. getting back room right. wire hanger abortions that would That's kill right. women. Right. The, the generation before us fought like hell for us to govern our own bodies. And we need to fight like hell. That's right. I, I, yes. we, we need to do it. It can't just be a party issue. This is a woman issue. Yeah. And the men who support us, come on, guys. Let's go. I know. Go. Where are we they? All, we all, we need all of you. And it doesn't matter because, what was it, 77% nationwide support some sort of abortion abortion rights. Of course. So we need, yeah, I think that's the statistic. And he gave the statistic yesterday, yesterday for Florida. So we need everyone to protect a woman's right to govern her body. Absolutely. Yes. And um, so I think the more we bring it up, like I'm surprised when I go to the grocery store in different places, if I just happen to get in a conversation or somebody at the gym, they don't, they're not like, I'm like, I, before he announced this heartbeat bill, and we knew they were bringing the Texas legislation here. I told my friend, I'm like, yeah, we're, Texas has a, uh, has, you know, no exceptions for rape and incest. And she was like, they're bringing that here? Are oh you my kidding gosh. Me? Come on. People yes. don't believe it can happen. I think we're all like, how is this happening? And it, it did. We need to wake up. It happened in Texas. And yeah. we're going to have some sort of version of it here. All across the South. All across the South, we're going to see it. Yeah. And, and Florida is really important because there are people in the South who come to Florida 
for their legal and safe abortion. Yes, that's true. So that's going to make it, I mean, I look, I know Hillary has a daughter. Mm-hmm. I have daughters. I don't know if you have a daughter. I have you know, two boys. You have two boys. Well, yeah. It, you can't imagine your daughter mm. growing up in a world. Oh my like god! This, no, where I they don't want cannot to. Cannot govern their body. And if I lived in Texas, I would, I would lose. Yes. Oh my god! I don't Quickly. know. They, they, the women must be freaking out. Yes. They have to be, they freaking, have to be out. freaking out. Just think about, like, I have Sarah's at U.S. You know what's the first talk I had with her mm. about campus rape? Yes. Mm. Watch this documentary. Watch this video. State rape. All of those things, right? Because it's prevalent on our college campuses, right? Yeah. But the fact that, God forbid, somebody's daughter is sexually assaulted and then can't access the safe and legal abortion, I mean, it's and terrible. I think it's it's that terrible. People don't think it could happen to them. It's not going to happen to me. Right. You know, but both for the grace of God, there go I, mm. right? Yes. So it is, I just, and it's one small group imposing their belief on everyone. Yeah. And yesterday, it was one man sipping his coffee telling Ooh, me uh, what honey. I can do with my body. Honey. Oh, and him. Well, I mean, so, this guy. So I, mean, I, I, I could tell. I was frustrated. But I wanted to um, say thank you for coming on this podcast. And oh, my God. Thank you so much. to us. And we are... Listen, we like to give – right now, Tina and I are super into feminist mysticism yes. where we send out good vibes and energy. And we yes. are going to send you back to Tallahassee with all oh, the good the vibes good and energy, energy and good juju. Oh, <laughs> we we are so thankful for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. A giant sage yes. burning That's all around there. Need. That's what we need. <laughs> Just a whole – all the way up the well, state. I'm glad, and I'm so glad you gave me an opportunity because I had so much – it's weird. You, there's so much I could refute that he said yesterday, mm. and it was so frustrating not to be given the opportunity I hear you. to refute all the stuff that was said. I hear um, you. Well, you've got a long uh, road ahead of you there, so yeah. um, I wish you I the best of luck. And I, and I know my girl power team. Yes. yes. Celine and Marie, we are ready. <gasps> Yay. Oh, the dream team. I know. The Broward County girls, we're ready. And then we have Kelly. She spoke on the disability abortion. Emily, we have a really amazing have a good team. I just wish there were more of us. Well, you know, we got to do that. Listen, that's, yeah, that's, what, that's, that's what we're working for. Yes, right? that's what we yeah, need. That's what you have to pay. And, you know, people really, elections have consequences. Hello. We, everyone says that, and we hear it all the time, and we get numb to it. But I look know. at the Supreme Court. Look at what uh, just happened. Yeah, we need to do elections it. Incredible. Have consequences. All right. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna keep so working I towards. I love talking to you guys. Oh, we oh love talking to you. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We can't wait to see what you do next up there. Yes. Good luck with everything, and we will talk to you soon. I'm sure we'll talk to you at some point, or yes. maybe we'll see you up there when we're fighting for our rights, girl. Yes. We will come and say oh, hi. I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm yes. ready to co- I'm ready to go. Yes. I'm ready to go. Within the House Bill One version, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. All right, we'll be <laughs> there. All right, oh, thank you so much, Robin. We, we love you. And, and activate the young women. We need to get the college, yes, college students, the high school students. This is all. This is our fight to protect our bodies. Girl, to make choices about we're there. our bodies, and we have got to be ready. 
and this is an all-out assault on women. So get ready. All so right, you are. We're ready. Yes. All right, Tina. Yes, a hundred percent. All right. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Guys. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to learn more about this week's guest, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you.